Welcome to the Creators Podcast. This show brings together artists, event organizers, public speakers, and online educators to share their knowledge and promote the arts and education. Please remember to subscribe, like, and share us on your favorite streaming channel so we can continue to bring you these unique guests and their stories. Creators Podcast is brought to you by ShowMe.Life. ShowMe is a portal for discovering the best concerts, classes, and life experiences, both live and online. Find your next experience on showme.life. That's S-H-O-M-E-E dot life. Starting today, at the end of every day, write down three positive things that happened to you. Why are you doing this? To train your brain to look for patterns. And in this case, positive things that happen in your life. If you do it regularly, it can be very powerful for self-care and for developing tools for communication and creativity. So is this just some feel-good, hippie, mindfulness practice that you'll hear at a corporate retreat or an Anthony Robbins seminar? Nope. Believe it or not, this is a skill of improvisation, and it's one of 12 key practices taught by my guest, Pam Victor, in a program which she calls the 30-Day Happiness Experiment. This is only one of many workshops she teaches, along with hosting several weekly comedy improv shows, which you can find on happiervalley.com. Seriously, every independent artist should be as busy as she is. So let's find out where all this positive thinking and energy comes from. Here's Pam. How are you doing, Pam? I am doing great. I'm doing great. Glad to hear. <laughs> like I was telling you, I, I feel like I missed out. Today is Friday and you have the Friday lunch and laugh sessions and I, I was just a little too late to sign up for it but i did sign up for next week so i'm looking forward to that um why don't you tell us what uh happier valley does and uh and what you do you have a very interesting job title i'd like to i'd like the listeners to hear your explanation of what that is the beauty of making your own company is you get to figure out your own title yeah. uh, i am the head of happiness of happier valley comedy which is uh, the first and only comedy theater and training program in Western Massachusetts. So we have three branches of our company uh, in normal times, uh, non-pandemic times, that we have regular uh, comedy shows, mainly improv shows that are happening at our theater or were happening at our theater and will happen again at our theater. And then a full multi-level comedy training program, people coming in to take classes, again, mostly improv, but we do a little bit of stand-up, a little bit of musical improv, tiny bit of sketch. And then the third branch is professional and personal development. So it's using the tenets of improv to help and support people with corporate training and personal growth. Yeah. Okay. So tell me a little bit about the personal, or I'm sorry, the corporate training, just so I'm clear, I understand. Yeah. Will a company come to you and kind of give you their, their training program and you develop it into a, a way of presenting it? A company will come to me and ask me for help with something. So the things that um, I think improv is really great for, well, actually I think improv is great for everything. Uh, <laughs> did you ever see my big fat Greek wedding? Of course. Remember yes. that movie yeah, ages yeah. ago? Yeah. Right, and the father thought Windex was the cure to everything. <laughs> That's me with improv. Like you give me a problem, I'll tell you how improv can solve it. So uh, companies come to me, uh, it's a lot of, I work a lot about primarily with communication, collaboration, creative, innovative thinking, uh, with trainings. That's the most that I uh, end up doing with, with companies. And it's using improv training exercises and the tenets of improv in order to help 
with that. And in order to do that, the, like one of the big things in everything that I teach is quieting the inner critic. To quiet that internal, those internal messengers of unhelpful judgment and fear, because that's what's getting, it gets in the way as an improviser of improvising a show, but as a human being or a muggle, it gets in the way of communicating, collaborating, thinking creatively, brainstorming, uh, amplifying our authentic voices, amplifying each other's voices, you know, everything. The first thing that gets in the way is ourselves so often. And so oh, yeah. improvisation is a great, has a great approach to quiet down those unhelpful internal messengers. Wow. Yeah. Uh, can you give uh, a few examples or a few uh, of what those tenets are? Yeah, of what the tenets are, sure. Uh, well, so first of all, like it, to, to put it in an improv framework, I get up on stage, we get up on stage, and my job is to be of service to the show. How can I be of service to the show? Uh, an improviser's mind is not in what my great idea is or what my funny idea is. Like there's, it was sort of like a joke we always have. My mother always says to me, oh, that's funny. You should use it in your skit. Uh, which is like drives me crazy because number one, skits are not what I do. Number two, I don't remember it, mom, because uh, we're improvising. So, uh, so nothing that has come before is really of relevance. It's just how to pay attention to the moment. This is how I define improvisation, acceptance of the reality of the moment and the agreement to move forward together with positivity. So that's the tenet of improv. That's my basis. Acceptance of the reality of the moment. This is what's happening right now, which is different than what I might wish were happening or often what I'm afraid is going to happen, mm -hmm. right? That's all in my head. That's all story. What is really happening? How can I pay attention to that moment and accept it? Yes, this is what's happening right now. So we can move forward together with positivity. So that is in a nutshell, the improv tenets. And then there are a thousand things that you know, branch off of that. Sure. So <laughs> in a way, are you teaching people, are you teaching people to better communicate with each other or? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. Keep the going. answer will be yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, and I'll tell you where I'm coming from. I did spend a lot of time in the corporate world and, and they do spend a lot of money doing this kind of training. Uh, I'm sure you're aware. Uh, how to identify personality types, how to, how to work with people, how to identify, you know, let's call them a stakeholder, using a corporate term, a stakeholder's needs and how to be able to um, communicate with them in, in the right way. Um, same thing with, you know, working with teams. When, you, when you're thrown into a new team of people you've never met before, everybody comes from different place. They might be different vendors and, and they're all charged to put something together and make it work, right? Mm -hmm. They spend a lot of money on this kind of stuff. And it sounds like you're addressing it from, or not addressing it, you're approaching it using something completely fresh, which um, I'm, I'm trying, and I am a musician and I do understand what improvising means in that setting. Yeah. I, I am, I'm, I'm afraid to, to make assumptions about this and, and say, oh, it's just like. Oh, mess it up, mess it up, <laughs> mess yeah. It up. <laughs> okay. let's mess it up that's how we'll learn i mean that's what i teach is that it's only a mistake if you don't learn from it right there are no mistakes in improvisation there are only opportunities and so what you're saying like yeah i don't teach i don't use business speak uh i don't teach from i i'm i've worked in the corporate world but not a lot i but what i have is i bring i'm a human i am 
I do have the benefit of being a human being, uh, which is useful. And so I'm interested in just talking to people as human beings, because also often I find like that, I don't use any of that business speaker. I try not to, sometimes I get caught up in it, but I try not to use it because I find it only puts up walls and barriers to keep ourselves quote unquote safe from being vulnerable. But the thing is what I think is your most important tool in the business world and in your life world is yourself, your authentic voice, right? So I want anything that could get in the way of you using your authentic voice is something that I'm trying to quiet down. So the inner critic, big thing that gets in the way of you using your authentic voice, the outer critic, right? How we criticize each other, that gets in the way too. So we talk about different techniques to how to quiet down that voice. We can't make it stop. It's a normal and natural part of the human experience, but we can get that, those unhelpful uh, messengers of judgment and fear to quiet down a bit. Yeah. So how does uh, a company's culture play into that? Yeah, right. I mean, because I mean, like that's the, what is getting in the way of us moving forward together. Mm-hmm, yeah. Right. Acceptance of the reality of the moment and the agreement to move forward together with positivity. Like, what is getting in the way? And so that's a conversation that I'll have with the whoever the client beforehand of like, what is the culture of your group like? What happens when something unexpected happens? How, what works? What doesn't work? You know. Yeah. And right. so we can sort of just figure it out because it's all. You never know what's going to happen. You know, I call it a Wednesday, right? You, 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 have, you come in and you have your plan for Wednesday and like you've got your, your to-do list. I love a to-do list. And then somebody comes in and just sort of drops a bomb on your Wednesday. And suddenly we're on uncharted territory. I don't know what my Wednesday is going to be. Everything has to change. What I thought was going to happen is no longer the reality. So how can I accept that this is what's happening on Wednesday <laughs> and move forward together and with positivity? Like that's what I bring as an improviser. Yeah. So to do that, I use the guideposts of joy and ease. This is basic to my approach as an improv teacher and as a personal and professional development trainer. So these are my two guideposts in life. Where is the joy? Where is the ease? Right? How can I have this goal in life? I want to die having had more fun than anyone. But given the reality, even if it's not the most fun thing in the whole wide world, how can I move forward with joy? Or if there's no joy, maybe just peace. Or how can I move forward with ease instead of swimming against the current? How can I just let the current take me downstream? This is where the moment is going. It's a very Zen thing, yeah. uh, improvisation. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Wow. What did Happier Valley look like in January of last year? And oh. what does it look like now? <laughs> yeah, no, talk about it. It was been 2020, was it? 2020 was the year of Wednesdays, right? Right. Uh, yeah, I, I used to, I mean, you like just to even say January actually hits to the core because last January we had what I had been thinking of like the world's best board meeting. We're a nonprofit, Happier Valley Comedy is a nonprofit. So we had this board meeting. I've been working for, I don't even know, seven years or something like that to grow this company. It hasn't seemed to be possible to have an improv theater and training program in Western Mass. It's just, and certainly to work full time in it is just not a common thing. Uh, But it was this dream I had, I've worked very hard on it. I was able to hire another person. So it's like this, we've created this new economy where there's at least two of us getting paid full time. And then we hire teachers and 
hundreds of people coming through our were coming through our doors last January all the time. We had nine weekly classes. Our classes sell out very, very quickly. Uh, most of our students are taking it not because they're interested in becoming improvisers, but because they say it's cheaper than therapy. Uh, our shows were sold out all the time. I mean, like it was happening. Like I was mm. meeting all sorts of every, all, all my um, all my points that I was hoping to meet, all my goals. And so we had this board meeting, and things were going so well that the board gave us really. We asked for raises because we knew the finances where things were going well, and we got like really significant raises, like, mm -hmm. big, nice. Oh my God, I can't believe. I'm in, I'm being, I'm an improviser making, you know, I mean, it's not like corporate dollars, but it was enough that I was like, oh, wow. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, and then, you know, we're, we had all these ideas, you know, like also 2020, we were going to be the year we had been open as a theater for a year or two, our physical theater. And so that we were stable enough that we were starting to really be able to have the money to hire corporate trainers to work on diversity, equity and inclusion, which is a big, like in order to diversify our theater is really a big goal for us. So all of that was, we're moving, we're moving. I'm working tons though, last January, 50 hours, plus, I stopped myself at 50 hours a week. Uh, and the, and won't work, but I could have worked much more. So then <laughs> my business partner had his second child uh, on March 10th, which is cool. And so he was still on his paternity leave or he was just starting his paternity leave on March 13th when we had to close the theater. And I know you know how it was. It was the same for all of us where it was just like, he like he he left. It was a Tuesday. We had no everything was normal. And then by Friday, I had to call him and be like, "Sorry to bother you. I know. Hope your baby's fine. Uh, I'm closing the theater. Had a board meeting. We clean theaters closed. Bye. Wow. <laughs> we lost all streams of revenue. Wow. All streams of revenue. Right. So yeah, that's what happened. Where did you pick yourself back up? So what, no matter what, I always, I'm so lucky to be a trained improviser because I have this blueprint to fall back on. And it wasn't easy. There was like, I just, I think I cried for the first three or four months. I mean, I could cry just thinking about it. Like it just, there's so much loss. We're, we're all walking around with like just so much grief. Yeah. But the job is to accept the reality of the moment. And it did, it took me a while to get into acceptance acceptance of the reality of the moment. Like there's, there still would be those moments. I'm like, okay, this is what's happening right now. We have no streams of revenue. Okay, we're online. Okay, yep, I do an art forum that doesn't really work so well online. Okay, that's real. What else can we do given that reality? How can we still move forward? Uh, how can we bring in money? Like what's the best thing for the company? And there would be moments that I would come out of acceptance. No, I want it to be the same, right? And that the reframing is, the practice is, that that's another opportunity to practice acceptance. Every time I lose acceptance is another opportunity to practice it. So I got a lot of practice <laughs> with acceptance in uh, March, April, May, June. Uh, and we tried all sorts of stuff. The other thing that we, we realized, my business partner and I, I'm the, the founder and president, and then my business partner is the artistic director and general manager, Scott Braidman. And we learned, I mean, there was Scott at home with two kids, a newborn baby. There were some health issues. Everything's fine now. But he was in this really intense place of his life with a pandemic. And so he went into freeze. That's what he does. He's a freeze. Uh, and I am a fight. 
when I go into, like, I'm a, I'm a doer. Like, I don't want to do, doing nothing feels too scary to me. So I was like, okay, here are 15,000 ideas that I have, (laughs) you know, 500 ideas. And Scott's like, nope, no, 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 (laughs) nothing changed. I don't want to do anything. Uh, So that was our process a lot. And so we got to practice what we call the spirit of yes and, right? How can you accept the reality of the moment. This is not the way, we don't wanna have shows online. We don't wanna have classes online, but this is our reality. So how can we move forward? So we tried out a lot of stuff and some of it worked and some of it didn't work. Sure. And that's how we found out what, ha- what has been most sustainable over the course of the pandemic. Right, so let's talk about what those things are. What are you guys doing now? What's working? So what's working now is, first of all, Scott left. He took furlough. So that was great for him. He was home with his his newborn son for almost the whole first year of his son's life, which was great. Uh, every time I see his son look at him, I'm like, okay, this was the right decision for our company, um, even though it was scary being alone. Uh, and so what I've been working on is the happiness experiment. Now, just to back up for one quick moment, my personal mission and our company mission is to share laughter, joy, and ease with the world, right, through the tenets of improvisation. And so the job of an improviser is to ask, how can I be of service to the moment? So how can I be of, how can I be of service? How can I still facilitate laughter, joy, and ease? How can I still facilitate connection, growth, right, and, and, and joy? Uh, given this reality. And the happiness experiment is what I came up with. The happiness experiment is I provide 11 different simple daily habits and people that you could do in just minutes a day. And people pick one or two to do every single day for 30 days. And I provide all sorts of support. It's optional, optional support. It's a self-designed program. Uh, but if you want to get an accountability buddy, if you want to have a one-on-one meeting with me, if you want to come to a playtime, there are all these sort. It's a great menu that you could pick from to support your 30-day happiness experiment. The idea being that when we strengthen this positivity muscle a little bit every day, it gets stronger and stronger. And so then we have more tools for self-care, for resilience, for personal wellness, so we can go out and take care of the world. That's a lot, I know, but- It is a lot. No, it's huge. So I'm sure you saw a lot of demand for that in the last year, right? Um, (laughs) There's demand for it, a lot of, not yet, not yet. I mean, like, that's the thing, like, I, that's 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 the, the part that's heartbreaking, but I don't know the end how the story's gonna end, so I don't know if it's a bad thing. But I had just, we, we had a successful program, yeah. right? So now we're back to square one. So is there a lot of demand for it? I think there's a lot of need for it. Are people knocking down our doors? Am I have hundreds of people? No, not yet. Do we have enough yeah. people? Yeah, it's fine. We're doing okay. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, I, I think need is a better word. I, I guess I was thinking everyone, you know, had a chance, whether they liked it or not, as you're saying, <laughs> they had a chance to reevaluate. What's important? What am I doing now? Do I still like this job? And that's if they're still treading water. Of, of course, there are a lot of people that had even more, you know, severe impacts to that. And so anyway, I guess that's what I meant. Yeah, a, a lot of need uh, yeah. for that. And, and, and a right lot now, of... we're exhausted. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's so much compassion fatigue. There's care fatigue. You know, people who have been taking care of others, parents sure. who have been home, bless your heart, with your kids for a year. Uh, so the idea is like if you're sitting there thinking, lady, what are you talking about? I don't have two minutes a day for self-care like you do. Then you really do. <laughs> yeah. Because if you're empty, how are you going to take care of anybody else? Same thing with, you know, even if you're not a parent taking care of the kids or you don't have, I live with my mom, you're like, if you're not taking care of an elder, how about, how can we take care of this world that so desperately needs us to stay awake and to stay present and to stay, make people accountable, make our representatives accountable? Uh, we need full, we need to be full, right? We, mm -hmm. our energy and our positivity tanks need to be full in order to amplify other people's voices and in, in order to work on the uh, equality issues, you know, there's just profound equality issues that are part of this country. Yeah, right, right. So if I could fill the tank to help people do any of that, wow, then my job, that's that's it. That's all, I'm happy. Right, far out. <laughs> What is the biggest lesson you learned in the last year? <laughs> that, that improv is great. <laughs> I knew that already. I mean, you could tell I'm like kind of crazy about it. Um, but this is like, it is a worthwhile endeavor. I, the thing I've learned is reality can change at any moment and it might not be the way we want it to be but the practice is to accept what is happening and whatever it takes us to get us to do that. So we can move forward given that, that welcome or unwelcome reality and hopefully with positivity, right? Hopefully with joy and ease. So if you're an event organizer, if you're an artist like me, you know, like uh, we're not performing, like it stinks. I did a music fest, I emceed a music festival last month and. You know, gosh, I mean, it's great to see people on Zoom. So cool. Lake Street Dive was on. It's just like, ah. Um, and the, but here we are, like all little squares uh, meeting together, you know. Yeah, yeah. And the, so that's like, the, that's just an unfortunate thing. But to me, I'm an optimist. Like, so, but what is the joy of it? One joy of it that I think is amazing is, especially as musicians, like the, uh, this is this pandemic has been a great leveler. When when I, when you're a little box on my screen, uh, the person who is just starting out has just a big a box as Lake Street Dive, That's right. <laughs> yeah. right? So and and it's easy enough. It's easy for me to click on some fantastic artists who I adore as it is for me to find somebody new. So I think there's so many cool opportunities. Uh, for for innovation and new artists and especially people who are just coming up they have they still have beginner mind versus us old fogies who are just like that's not the way it's done right we're kind of mm -hmm. stuck sure. but if you're coming up you're like okay uh, I'm not stuck into the same groove so what do I do now like what I could you know okay I'll do something online all right I'll do a zoom session or whatever it is Right. So I'd say, yeah, we're all improvisers right now. And given the reality, how can you find the peace and ease to move forward? Well, I can tell you from my own experience and from a lot of my friends who, again, are musicians, 
the way that they found that was to just continue to produce, keep being creative, keep putting stuff out there, keep writing. You know, for me personally, in terms of writing creativity and just becoming a little bit better at my own playing is probably the most productive year of my life in that way. Now, yeah, I, I, I am dying to go out and play a show and be in front of an audience and, and, you know, have someone spill their beer on me. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's powerful. That's good stuff. And I don't think you're alone in that. I mean, when I was doing the music festival and talking to all the artists, like I was amazed by how everybody has written, I mean, musicians are, are doing it, you know, they're not, they're actually using the time so beautifully. My, my kid is a, uh, my eldest spawn, as she likes to be called, is a musician, electronic music composer, and has been writing a song a month, mm -hmm. producing yeah. a song a month. So it's just like, so great to be able to get off the wheel of that we've all been on so much for me as a performing improviser, I thought I would never get sick of performing improv when I was started doing it. Like I, there was, my well had no bottom as far as filling it with improv. But when I, when it became my job, you know, it, my well got full. <laughs> yeah. And actually this time last year, I really wanted a break from performing. Um, and it didn't seem possible. I couldn't take a break. It's my gig. Like it's, if there's a show, I have to be in it. Um, I've had a year long break. I didn't think that was going to be possible. No way would that have been possible. Um, so yeah, there you go. I got to okay. refill my own tank. Yeah. All right. So in a minute, Pam, I'm going to ask you to share your website, social media, and anything you want to plug. But before we do that, can you give one tenet for us to practice for the next week? One tenet to practice. Let me give you a happiness habit that I practice. So I told you I present 11 happiness habits. Uh, the next session I'm doing is called Self-Care Through Joy, the 30-Day Happiness Experiment. So I present 11 and then people pick one or two to do. You want to do all of them, but you can only do one or two. Uh, every day. So here's one that you can practice every day. This is a small, simple thing. And the, it's going to sound so small, but you let me know how it works in about 15 days. So it's called Positivity Blueberries, and it's the number one self-care and happiness habit. And that it goes like this. At the end of the, and you're not missing anything, because this is what I talked about in the lunch and laugh today, actually. Um, at the end of the day, I'd like you to write down three positive things that happened in that day. Now, it can be anything at all. I don't want you to judge your thing. It doesn't have to be a good one. It doesn't have to be perfect. It's just anything. And if you don't have time to write it down, just think of three things. One thing that is helpful, and I'll tell you why I call it positivity blueberries in a second, but one thing that is helpful is to shake it up a little bit so it doesn't become rote. It's a mindfulness practice. So we, I don't want to get to uh, I'm my, you know, dinner, you know, the same three things over and over and over again. So if it is like playing guitar was your most positive thing, dig a little deeper. And what exactly was it? What moment? And when I'm asking you to write down three things, I'm not I'm talking about it should take one minute, literally take one minute. We're bullet pointing here. Um, the reason I call it positivity blueberries is because I think Positivity is like going blueberry picking. Uh, when, you, when I go blueberry picking, we have lots of blueberries out here in Western Mass. Um, 
you first go to the bush and it looks like there are no blueberries. And then you see one of them. And then, oh, there's another one and another. So that bush that seemed to be empty is, oh my gosh, it's full of blueberries because you get your blueberry eyes on, right? You're so when, because people are pattern makers. And right. so when we start to look for it, we find it. It's, it's like us, those people who can find four leaf clovers because they've, they've got that pattern in their brains, right? I think it's the same with positivity. If we're training our brains through daily exercise to look for positive things, magical things start to happen after a while. Wow. <laughs> All right. I'm going to get my blueberry eyes on. Get your blueberry eyes on and then and sh <laughs> shoot me an email. Let me know how it goes. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I will. I call it an experiment because it's not a promise. I don't promise you you'll feel happier at the end of 30 days, but try it out for 30 days and maybe it will, maybe it won't. Yeah. It's an experiment. Right, right. What do you have to lose? Uh, only, yeah, being unhappy for those few minutes, but yeah. Exactly. <laughs> What's the trade-off? No, it sounds great. Awesome. Okay, Pam, thanks very much once again for making time to be on the show today. It was really educational for me. Go ahead and plug your website, Pam. Yeah, you can find all of our stuff at happiervalley.com. All right, cool. You heard it here, everybody, happiervalley.com. Check it out. You can sign up directly on the website for all the multiple workshops, and there's a lot of great videos and fun things that you can watch as well. Thanks again, Pam. You have a wonderful afternoon. We'll catch up with you soon. I look forward to it. Thank you, and good luck to everybody out there. Keep making art. Absolutely. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.